You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello once again from your pals at Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. You almost stumbled on something. You're, we're your Kapals. Eh? Should we do that over? No. <laughs> no. In fact, I shouldn't have said that. I'm Seth, and we have a guest again this week. Justin Hi, Lowe, my brother. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Long distance dedication to all my Kapals out there. <laughs> nothing will top jesse's so we shouldn't even try. <laughs> yeah wow yeah. It might, if that might have been a thing if we had thought of that kapals yeah. is pretty good we tried we had kapowskis <laughs> we tried we were close yeah. yeah we're so close i think i missed that episode. Well, we only I give, was on we vacation we when you guys we literally came put 10 seconds into deciding <laughs> it right at that moment <laughs> I, I well once we once jesse's came out that was it well, thanks for sticking around and hanging out with us one more time, Justin. Uh, we're just going to talk some news right now. Uh, I think the most important breaking news is that we are the champions. Insert. No time for losers. Yeah. Because we are the champions of the world That's of true. trivia. I was going to say, of the world. <laughs> we're getting some arm, arm waving across the uh, the stream there. Yeah. Oh, no, the YouTube oh starts. Music you. The YouTube starts flagging uh, copyrighted. Music, copyrighted music, so I hope they don't flag that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've been uh, we talk about it every once in a while. Uh, the pub trivia that's going on here in Marietta at Over the Moon Pizzeria on Front Street. Mm-hmm. They've been having a tournament every Wednesday night. Uh, they have well, they have trivia every Wednesday night, but all summer long has been a tournament. They've been keeping track of yeah. scores. Yeah. So, and you guys and Jared have been going every week. The other brother. The other brother. Give or take every week. Not quite. Every Just week. about every week. Um, I have not, but... Uh, you kind of slid in there for the picture. Yeah, yeah. When it, when it was time for glory, I just... Yeah. I show up. Well, we chastised you for not showing up the week there were Disney questions. Yeah, yeah. And then... So then I had to come. And then they, they always do a preview question, and it was sports-related. We're like, Cliff, sports, come on in. Yeah. Well, the week before that, though, I showed up, and it was geography. Yeah. And literally, that was the worst. Yeah, that's my least favorite. Yeah, thing session of trivia I've ever experienced in my life. Well, luckily, we won, but yeah, uh, luckily Jared spent his childhood reading atlases <laughs> and maps and just loved that stuff. So he kind of he carried us yeah. <laughs> on that tournament. But He's yeah, a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> last week August was the final one. We came out just squeaked into the now. Top uh, who spot. who let's what's the name of the who runs this? Paskies Sports and More. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who? It's a mystery what the more is, but yeah. yes, they they run a nice little trivia game at yeah over the moon pizza. So, um, it went. It was exciting. I had to keep these guys focused because they wanted to bet all the monies <laughs> at the end. They're like, yeah, we know this. Let's bet. I'm like, we need. It's okay to lose the battle and win the war here. Yeah. So, so we got the last it came down to the final question and we had it right, but if we didn't bet anything, we were probably gonna win the whole thing. So we didn't bet and you know. Still came out on top. Yeah. 
Still came out. So we got up there for the medal ceremony. I made those people put a medal on me. That was pretty fun. I came home. I told everybody about that. I was like, it was hilarious. So that says, they are not handing me that medal. They are placing it on my neck. I have earned that. It was fun. So... Did everybody get a medal, or did somebody get Chewbacca and not get a medal and just have to stand there awkwardly? Everyone other than me stood awkwardly. <laughs> we were all Chewbacca's. Yeah, she said they didn't even have a gold medal. In the picture, is a silver medal because they yeah. didn't have them printed or they weren't ready. Yeah, they're good. Well, they didn't know who was going to win, yeah. so I, I think, I, think they're going to engrave them now. I don't know how they didn't know who was going to win. I think what the – well, he said there was something wrong with the engraver or they forgot it or something, but I think it's actually a plaque. That they're engraving. So they're going to put our picture on a plaque. Mm -hmm. So I I believe if you go to Over the Moon, you're going to be able to visit our plaque. (laughs) Forevermore. I've got my name on a brick across the street. (laughs) (laughs) We could have our own Kapow Con and show all the sites around Marietta. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Somebody work up a spreadsheet. (laughs) In the best low family tradition, they should now shut down the trivia contest. Yeah. As a senior in high school, we won... The old quiz bowl thing that Camden Clark used to sponsor on WTAP. Yeah, I remember that. Four foot tall trophy. Took it home, and over that summer, Camden Clark pulled their sponsorship, and the show never went back on. So we never had to give the trophy back. So it went with us, and it. I think it's still in the high school because there's not much going on in our high school. So a 25 year old quiz bowl trophy is something that's important. Um, so, so if they shut that down, you're just carrying on an old family tradition now that was before they did the drug testing so was it was everything on the up and up you guys weren't like popping uppers and stuff to to get your quiz quizzing in well i i don't know what was in the pizza at uh, napoli's because that's where mr creighton took us every week after we won um so whatever was in the napoli's pizza is the only thing we were on (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh let's see what's going on in the world of movies Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. Ha 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 ha! So, guys, I went on a little tirade on our messenger the other day, and I was in the middle of having an, another one of my great experiences at the movie theater. <laughs> I thought I'd share it. Always with, a story. I'd share it with all our capals. <laughs> <laughs> to those that live in the area, I have complained before about the movie theaters in Parkersburg. How they're muddy and ugly and crappy. And the last time I went there was at the end of last year. And I wa- it's uh, Regal Cinemas. I, I watched... Uh, we're, not, we're not getting that sponsor. I don't, no. I don't care. No. I don't want it. I, uh, and I, I went to see Bumblebee last, at the end of last year, the beginning of this year. I don't know. But I walked out like 15 minutes into it because it looked so horrible. And I came down here to Marietta and it looked great. And I was like, well, at least in the town I live in, looks pretty good. Well, you ended up somehow with a free pass. Yeah, they gave me a free pass that night because mm-hmm. I left and said, I don't want to watch. I'm leaving. 
And I just want to tell you, let you know, it looks crappy. And they said, well, can we give you a free pass? I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but okay, I'll, I'll take that. Thanks. So it's been setting up here on my bookcase for ever. And I was like, a movie came out in Athens that I want to see. It's called The Farewell. It's an indie movie with Aquafina. It's, a, it's supposed to be kind of a serious movie, serious funny, you know, and she, it's a, uh, kind of has to do with like the Asian culture and how sometimes they won't, uh, necessarily let, if, if a older person in the family is dying, they don't necessarily let them know the results of, uh, medical tests and not let them get all worked up or worried about what's wrong with them. And then people come visit and they don't necessarily know that they're dying and it's getting rave reviews and I wanted to see it. I didn't really want to drive an hour away. So I thought I'd just wait and watch it on video. Well, guess what? They got it in Parkersburg. They have a billion theaters down there. And I was like, Oh, I got a day off. I don't really want to drive down there. I got to drive there every other day of the week, but I'll go to see this. It does. I don't, this isn't a blockbuster. I don't care how, it looks really so I'll I'll use my pass I was like haha so I go down there on my day off supposed to start at five use my pass get my seat of course I'm the only one in the theater nobody else goes and sees these movies <laughs> get in there sit down the little trivia stuff and things are on the screen I'm playing on my phone finally five o'clock put my phone away the the stuff stops on the screen and nothing. It's just the white blank screen. All the lights are on in there. Nothing's happening. It gets to be about five after. I'm like, my blood is starting to boil, <laughs> you know. First off, when I went to go to the theater, like it is at one of the small theaters all the way at the end of the hall. And I snapped a picture of it to send you guys to show you how far I had to walk to get to this theater. It's like... I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have to go complain about this. I don't have to walk all the way back down there. So I tried calling them. <laughs> and you, know, you go through the whole cycle, you know, connections and ro robot voices. And I eventually got disconnected. So I get up. They've, they've got your number blocked. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all on the color. Right? Yeah. They're like, no. Uh, I wore <laughs> glasses and mustache when I got up there. Fake nose. And I went up there. Girl's popping her gum and stuff. Stands front counter. I was like. Hey, I was supposed to watch this movie in Theater 8, and there's nothing happening. Okay, all right. And I'm thinking it's probably a glitch. Like, it's probably playing, and they just don't have it flicked on. And I'm going to mm -hmm. get back there, and it's going to be, be the, yeah. 15 minutes into the movie or something. So I walked a mile back to the theater, get in there. Nope, nothing. Still nothing happening. Sit down, wait. And sh sure enough, about 10 minutes later, I heard some people rustling up in the projector room, room mm -hmm. you know so i hear the door open and some guy comes in excuse me sir and i'm like what the f do you want <laughs> like this is a lot of, i don't uh i just i was so mad i knew i was gonna get bad news and he comes in um well first off you're gonna get a free pass <laughs> i was like did you look and see how i paid yeah yeah He's like, yeah, I saw that you paid with a pass. Have you had a bad experience before? I was like, yes. That's why I don't ever come here anymore. And you handed him a Kapow magnet. I, I know. Yeah. I was like, do you not? Obviously, he didn't yeah. listen to this. He's, he's not a podcast. A Kapow. <laughs> anyway, he, oh, it was something, some 
they had just got the download for the movie because it's all digital and stuff, and it was corrupt. The file it wouldn't play, and they were gonna have to download it again. And it, they knew about it. They just weren't worried. But they, they thought nobody's gonna come. come see this right. movie. Nobody yeah. but me would come, and I probably didn't show up on their thing because I used a pass. Anyway, they uh, so we're gonna get a new file, and it'll play at seven thirty. It's like what? What's the percentage chance it, it plays at seven thirty? He's like, oh, ninety percent or so. It's like. It's going to be the other 10%, and I'm afraid of what I'll do if that happens. So, no, I'm out of here. So, now I have two stupid passes sitting on top of that shelf. <laughs> I hate that place. So, free yeah. advertisement for you. It, it's really Sucks. odd because they have the uh, the big reclining chairs. Yeah, it's nice like and comfortable. They, yeah, they spent all that money on that, but if you can't, if your it just movie looks, looks it horrible. Just, they, every screen in there looks terrible. It's just dark. It's They've got... It's too dark and there's no color. Saturation's turned down or something. No, nobody knows what they're doing. Like nowadays, you, you don't have to have any special talent to do it where they used to have a projectionist that yeah. knew what they mm-hmm. were doing. And it, it's just no idea. It's just kids downloading a file and right. it looks at least, like I said, at least in our town, it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's nice and bright. If you see that green screen come up and it looks like mud, just leave. <laughs> Just leave. It's supposed to look bright and green. <laughs> anyway, let's give some happy movie news. What's happening? Well, it's the the, uh, the the movie news that's making everybody angry. Mm. Spider Man. I'm not leaving angry. the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Everyone but Cliff. Yeah. We got some breaking news here, guys. What? News here. Not really, but Jared is not not low. It's uh, my oh. nephew. Jared is at Galaxy's Edge right now or oh yeah i knew he was down there he just sent me 20 pictures (laughs) yeah so that's pretty exciting yeah good for him should have broken cliff should have broken last episode it would have been a little more topical. well sorry yeah i'll complain to him that he just sent him you're a week (laughs) you're a week too late pretty cool go on uh disney and sony have split Split custody of Spider-Man. It's not happening anymore. And everyone has an opinion on this. And everyone's unhappy. I mean, what's the big deal? The resident Spider-Man <laughs> hater, Cliff Clark. No. Um, yeah, so everybody's ticked off one way or the other. I, I've heard both sides. People, you know, saying, oh, good for good for Sony for not letting Disney have this one thing. And, and other people, you know, people on the Marvel Disney side are going, well, yeah, but... It would suck if if we hadn't taken over the the storytelling and incorporated him into into our universe over here of film. So I don't know what where are you guys at? You like Spider Man? I I didn't read much about it because I billionaires arguing over stuff like this just doesn't. I, I don't get worked up over it. But I did read. There's an article in Forbes that seemed less fanboyish, just like you know side picking and it actually went into kind of the finances of it and I I guess everyone the the simplistic way to say is like oh Disney wanted half the box office they were playing hardball they wanted a 50-50 split Um, that's not exactly true they they wanted to split the cost of making the movies because as it was Sony paid for all the production and the marketing and then uh, so Disney would get, I think, 5%, something mm-hmm. like that. 
and then they would add them to their slate of movies, which add a little prestige if you wanted to, like, oh, Venom 2 can be set in the Marvel Universe. Then. So it's, it's kind of, you know, they they got the prestige of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the, the shine of these beloved movies for basically 5% of the take. Um, but it went through the history of these Mar- of these uh, Spider-Man movies from Sony and how much money... I mean, these are huge blockbusters, but you, they don't make as much money as you think. 2002, the original Spider-Man, $821 million worldwide gross, with production and marketing costs about $200 million. So after not counting that there's back-end points and there's fees and all, all these contracts and stuff... So they're estimating they probably brought in about $200 million in profit. Okay, so we ramp things up for part two in 2004, and they spend $300 million putting it out. And it only grosses $783 million. So it grosses you know, maybe $40 million less than the first one. Even though this is the most acclaimed one, Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus is the one fans love most. So Sony only made about $100 million on that one. Spider-Man 3 comes out, the most despised of the movies. It makes $890 million. Well, the costs were almost $400 million. So Sony made less with that one. It made more money in profits, but they spent more putting it out. Made somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 100 So we have to reboot it. Oh, it's not making enough money. 2012, we have the Andrew Garfield one. $758 million it makes. Well, that thing costs north of $300 million. So they're still back to making right around $100 million. 2014, they raise, they spend even more money on it, almost $400 million, and it makes $50 million less. So it, it basically, it, it maybe breaks even, potentially lost money. Mm-hmm. So these quality means very little. When the math is involved. These movies, it doesn't matter because that's the argument. Well, Sony can't make a good movie. Sony doesn't care. Does Sony make a profitable movie? And having to pay Marvel 5% of this or whatever deal they're trying to work out, you know, it, it's probably not worth their time if they're, uh, you know, if they only make $100 million. But, you know, with the crazy amount of costs that go into these, I don't know. I can't. I can't pick one side or the other. Saying, "Oh, that's so stupid." I want it to be my way. Like, there, there's bean counters looking at the bottom lines of all this, and it's it's what what fans want and what fans think they deserve are, are <laughs> yeah. very are very the last thing on it's, the list. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. I heard besides the, this online. First off, everyone got was just like on Disney side, super against Sony. Oh, how dare they not? you know agree to whatever and then every other other people started being like well wait you know why is why is disney not you know agreeing to something and yeah you know just pretty much split down the middle people were mad at either side i'm just like i have no idea i don't know enough about how it works to well i i mean from the fans are upset because it just seems just want, people they, just want it to them to be together like, yeah they just want you know, I like I like what I've been given. I want more of that. Yeah. I don't, and I've seen your Venom product over here, and I don't want that. <laughs> but Homecoming made eight hundred and eighty million, which is more than any movie except Spider Man Three. Far From Home made one point one billion and still counting. So 
that Marvel brand does mean something. Yeah. So, like I said, it can be argued that it would be worth whatever mm-hmm. Disney's asking for. And this article points out that Sony is very likely to be bought by another company at some point in the fairly near future because we're having all these giant mergers and Sony just doesn't have the clout. They don't have the intellectual yeah. property to play with these big boys. Mm-hmm. So Sony is very likely, and according to this article, if that happens, Spider-Man's IP goes back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm taking that from Forbes. I'll take their word for it. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. And then nobody at Sony is getting paid for it. So why wouldn't they work out some kind of deal if there's any uncertainty? We might not even be a company. You know, Sony right, might be. Right. It might be bought out by. It might be Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll be a subsidiary of Apple within ten years, and then nobody gets Spider Man. So I don't know. It seems just like it's so profitable for everyone. But then it's not. It's it's the margins are slimmer than you think they are. It's not just everyone printing money. There is still risk involved with these. These oh, yeah. are all blockbusters, but they're not all as they, profitable as you. Yeah, think. they put so much money into promotion and advertising, and and it's really about getting that back. When when it comes to any of these, mm-hmm. any movie for any studio, it's it's just so much in marketing nowadays. But the last thing I saw the day, there was some news came out and said, well, it might not be completely. Done. It was so, said, oh, I, that that announcement that came out, like, this deal's dead or whatever. I was like, this is negotiation. It's like, this is the beginning of, of it. It's not, this is the end of the negotiation. Yeah, I saw some, uh, immediately we'll start seeing me- memes on the internet about, you know, Sony and, the, and there's Bob Iger and Disney and they're like, you know. Oh, you don't want to give it to us? Uh, well, you know what happens with everybody else that you know doesn't give us what we want. We just buy them out. So we'll see. So yeah, by the time this comes out, then may, we yeah, may have could completely be different news. But as of right now, <clears throat> Tom Holland's still under contract for several movies, but they're not going to be in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. I don't know why they just don't Pearl Mutter him. Pearl Mutter. A couple Spider Man. Yeah. Uses DNA. <sighs> okay. Did you watch uh did you watch that movie uh, the the beach bum I was telling you no, about? No, I haven't. Okay. Watched. Well you consider yourself that? lucky. Give me a uh, lucky lotto and a cigar, would you? Sure. You don't sell acid, dude. No. That's too bad, man. Uh I write poetry. You know, I like to have fun, man. New dogs from another dimension. <laughs> Moon dog, you look like. I look like I always look. Yeah, I stayed up one night. Uh, I was on HBO looking for something to watch, and I ran across the Beach Bum, which I remembered seeing a trailer for it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. I saw it in the theater uh, a while back and then had never seen anything more about it. I heard it was pretty good. Oh, you heard wrong. <laughs> like, okay, let, let's... Let me list some of these actors. McConaughey we talked about. Snoop Dogg, uh, Isla Fisher, Zac Efron, Jimmy Buffett, Martin Lawrence, and Jonah Hill. That sounds terrible. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm in for that, right? No, not me. I, I heard a lot of nothing in there. Well, 
old Matthew McConaughey plays a character, of course, called Moondog. Yeah. And uh, Moondog is a burnout. Right. Who just kind of meanders around. He's a poet uh, from a, you know, had some big books back in the day. And now he just roams around the Florida Keys and such uh, like a bum. And that's pretty much the movie. He's just a, he's a horrible person. It's a horrible character. I hated it. I hated him. Um, It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. And, you know, I my notes were awful, terrible, no good experience. <laughs> no good experience. He <laughs> abandons his family to bum around the keys, smoke weed, and have affairs. Then kills his wife. Sorry, spoiler. Um, kills his wife in a drunk driving uh, accident after his da- daughter's wedding, which he barely made because, you know, he was off doing horrible things. And um, then I'm just going to tell you the ending, guys. Don't tell me the end. I'm no, gonna I'm going to tell you because this is how dumb it was. Okay. It was all a video game. I wish. I say Serenity is, is the movie you need to check out on Prime with them. Well, what happens is he ends up writing a new book, gets access to his fortune because his wife said he, if she died, he couldn't have his money unless he finished a new book. So he does all of that and then has a big party. And he wants fireworks. And he's out on his boat and he's letting these fireworks off and accidentally sets uh, the firework off on his boat, burns up his money, and uh, the boat explodes and he drifts off on a little raft and that's the end of the movie. Sounds great, right? You burnt the money. The beach bum. <laughs> That's what I got from movies. So this has all been negative and horrible. Has, has anyone watched a good movie? <laughs> I did watch a good movie called The Long Shot. Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh, my God. You've been a great secretary. A state. Which state again? All of them. Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger, but like this. Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Okay! Crack it down! I'm okay! Do boys and men just call me a cracker? What is the relationship exactly? It's to babysit for him. You babysat for him? Wow, time has not been kind. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good. And he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. In order to write better for you, I should kind of get to know you better if you have a minute. I actually have seven. Seven minutes in heaven. Or just long shot, maybe it was. Had Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, uh, where she was run for president, I think. And he was like a speechwriter that he used to know her in middle school or something like that. And anyway, they start dating, and it's that they don't match up. He's oh, I remember seeing the trailer for that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it looked funny. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Good good time it wasn't the greatest thing ever but it was a nice funny romantic comedy so if you're looking for something upbeat 
I'm, kind of funny. I'm guessing no James Franco. That's why it was good. Right? I did not see either of him in that, but I think you'll like it. And I picked up the Avengers Endgame Blu-ray. Ooh. So, Justin, I'm going to need your Russo brother story. I don't think you've told that on the podcast, have you? Oh, yeah. So, my one claim to fame in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that many, many, many years ago, this would have been about 1993, Joe Russo slept on my couch. Cool. I did my... uh, did my undergrad at Case Western up in Cleveland. Well, now I'm in Cleveland, so here in Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one of the guys I lived with was dating a, a theater major named Cindy. And Cindy knew everybody in the theater department. And at that point, Joe Russo was chasing his, I, I think it was his MFA uh, from the, the Case Theater Department, or he was acting in some stuff in conjunction with the Case Theater Department, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, we were actually in a play together in that he was the star of the play and I was quite literally angry racist townsperson number four. Uh, it was a play about Japanese internment camps uh, in World War II and, and he was the star of it and I, my job was me and my friend Kate walked in the back of the theater and yelled racist things at him from the from the aisle and then left. What were some of your lines? I got credit for it. Um, so that we can record out of context. Out, you, I think it was, get out, you yellow bastard, I think was one of them. We had to kind of be a little careful because, you know, nobody was woke in 93, but, you know, they were starting to get there. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was, so there was some big party with a bunch of the theater people, and at the end of the night, Cindy brought this guy. We had the, this like common area suite thing with this green pleather couch, and Joe Russo slept on my couch and apparently drooled himself stuck uh, because he's apparently a drooler when he sleeps. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hot take. Joe Russo <laughs> drools in his sleep. You'll you hit that in the other podcast. That's right. <laughs> Exclusive. Exactly. All right. So, co-director of Avengers Endgame with his brother Anthony, Anthony and Joe Russo. Uh, just give you the special features rundown there's a commentary with them and the two writers christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely uh like most blu-rays you get deleted scenes this one had six deleted scenes all together there's probably less than two minutes it's all very quick little things that you wonder well that was kind of cute why would they even that you take that out but the movie was very long uh the the take a knee scene was the famous one that was going around when the blu-ray came out of you know, at the end of the movie, everybody paying mm-hmm. respects to yeah. their comrade. Which was just duplicated at the funeral. Yeah. They didn't need it, you yeah. know. So. And there was a good one, a little quick moment where uh, uh, War Machine's talking to Cap, where they're planning the past or whatever. And he's like, So wait, the plane, you got, the plane crashed? He's like, Yeah, it had a, had a bomb <laughs> in it. He's like, And you couldn't just jump out? So it was just sort of like the fan reaction yeah. of like why did cap have to get out of the plate so we got uh roadie to voice the fan concern uh gag reel uh including again uh, the, these flashbacks it was one of uh, chris evans wearing the the helmet from the original avengers like how did i do a whole movie wearing this because <laughs> he was like you know shaking it and couldn't get comfortable and it had seven different featurettes including casting robert downey jr 
where it talked about you know getting him on board and the there's a little reluctance but you know he really it showed some of the the, the footage of him you know when he first came in and screen tested uh, creating cap which was basically you know how Chris Evans has just embodied this role since the beginning uh, Black Widow featurette kind of tracing her evolution throughout all these movies uh, Bro Thor there's a little bit of footage of him like shimmying into the fat suit, which I thought was funny, <laughs> and like him getting the, you know, the, the 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 wig and getting all that stuff ready. Uh, women of the MCU, which was their filming the day they they shot that scene of you know the battlefield with all the women charging across it and just talking about what their characters, you know, what this has meant to them and to have this bond with all these other females on the set. Uh, the Russo brothers' journey, which is basically talking to those two about. You know, starting with Captain America and how they've kind of steered this ship for the last however many years and how the, the, this has all been on their shoulders to kind of <laughs> wrap this up and make this pay off. And then remembering Stan Lee, which I'd kind of hoped was a little more, you know, the history of Stan Lee, but this was more just, boy, he made some really great cameos and it was like kind of going through all his cameos, but it was still kind of neat. You got like a lot of behind the scenes thing of like, you know, Kenneth Branagh saying, well, maybe say it like this, like, and like, people actually directing Stan and, you know, and him, you know, uh, signing autographs for people, extras and stuff. So it was stuff you haven't seen before. I don't know, but these might've been special features on <laughs> these older yeah. movies, but uh, I said, I, I, I like all the special feature stuff. The movie's great. It's nice to own, but I like all the extra stuff too. So I thought it was, it was worth it. It had enough fun stuff on the disc. Cool. Yeah. I, I still need to grab that. Yeah. Gotta have it. Yeah, so it's because that's not going to show up on Netflix. It's gonna it's they're gonna D, wait. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, right? Disney Plus. Yeah, so November we're gonna get that streaming. Um, side note, Justin, did you see where over at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios they opened up um, Jack Kirby's Eternals uh, over One Man's Dream? They have a little. No, dis- I hadn't seen that, but I, it, it it it's not a bad idea because I saw all the announcements about the casting of that Eternals thing, and I have no idea. I don't know anything about that franchise at all. So if, if they're gonna throw that much money into the casting, I it it's not a bad idea to explain to us civilians what the Eternals is. Yeah, you and I are in the same boat, and in fact, I I sent it over to these guys through a messenger, and then they you know did their thing we did our thing refresh my memory that's patreon content i don't know (laughs) we did our normal thing oh you guys were like oh well you know that's what jack immediately that's what jack kirby is known for oh and i'm like oh my gosh that sounds like us (laughs) (laughs) all right so well let's that's it for movies let's go on do some streaming there's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Yeah. And a big one dropped just today, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. This this is one that I've had my eye on for the better part of a year, uh, since they first announced it. Uh if you'll remember way, 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 way back there was a, a Jim Henson company movie called The Dark Crystal. Uh, life-size puppets and all that sort of thing. And today on Netflix, uh, they dropped all 10 episodes of the Dark Crystal 
Age, uh, I'm sorry, the Dark Crystal colon Age of Resistance. Uh, it's a, a prequel series set some, what, 50 years before the events of uh, the Dark Crystal. It's I, the, the the voices that they assembled for this thing, the, the list is insane. It's it's Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Natalie Dormer, uh, Natalie Emanuel, uh, and Lena Headey, all from uh, Game of Thrones. They got Taron Egerton. They've got Simon Pegg, Mark Hamill. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I got through the first two episodes today. It is visually stunning. Staggering! It is so beautiful to look at. I, the plot, I, you know, it, it, it's a little dense. Um, I, you know, it really helps if you know the original movie. Uh, you know, we, we've got the Gelflings. There's seven tribes of Gelflings. There's the Warrior Tribe and the the I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but they're all coming together and and there's three Gelflings that have sort of been sent out on a quest to protect the crystal that gives life to all of Thra, and it's 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 just amazing and I, I can't wait to get through the rest of it did you uh before you watched that did you go back and watch the dark crystal the I original did, movie uh, about a month or so ago yeah i, I, okay. I went back and watched it and it was it was yeah, I, I love it we uh my senior year of undergrad two really good friends of mine were in charge of the film society and we russo brothers pick, no no <laughs> <laughs> anna and chen um but we got to help pick the movies that they were going to show on the big screen and we lobbied really hard and they went out and found a, a 35 millimeter print of the dark crystal so i got to see it on the big screen uh hmm. when i was an undergrad and it was it was just as amazing then as i remember it being from yeah la- this past year they had they had it out uh i know in columbus it showed up there in 35 millimeter and they they've been doing that a lot with yeah. older movies yeah yeah, I so need I to go. This was like this was a PG Henson production, but it was it had some darkness. It was like it's like high fantasy. It's 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 mm-hmm. dark. It has uh, layers to it. It's not just a you know fun quirky little Muppet family movie. It's, no, yeah. I I, uh, I need to go back and, and rewatch it. I haven't seen it in years before I, I dig into this thing. But were you guys were you guys more Dark Crystal or were you Labyrinth? I, I always liked Labyrinth, but to me, Dark Crystal was my, was yeah. the favorite. Yeah, Breaking too. news. I don't think I've ever seen either one. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I've seen parts of them and just never could make myself sit down and watch them all. Uh, and I've heard some people like saying they went back and watched the Dark Crystal to prepare for this. And they were like, eh, it doesn't hold up quite as well as whatever. But, but they still are raving about this. They're like, but you have to watch this series. And but like he was saying, how dense it was. They they are like, well, you better be ready for like Game of Thrones density because it's very a lot of characters and stuff going on. Hmm. Which yeah, I, they don't I'm into. they don't slow down to make sure that you're on board with the plot. It it, it goes and goes and goes. So I'm and definitely all watch it. practical effects. There's no CGI. It's all puppetry and and you know. There's visual there's effects. Little, uh, yeah, there, there's a little CGI. I think uh, you know, there's some some um, some of the wide shots, and and you know, obviously there's uh, you know there's a there's a scene from the trailer where there's a gelfling being raised up through a tree, and I, there's no way to do that practically. But I the vast majority of stuff is all done with with Henson Creature Shop magic. So hmm. very cool. Um, I watched. Did either of you guys 
or any of you watch Mind Hunter season one last year or the year before? Nope. It, it's nope. uh, it, well, season it's like two, true crime, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a retelling kind of. It's the the story is my, my the Mind Hunter story. This is brought by uh, David Fincher. He directed several of the episodes, um, but it's basically about the FBI agents who came up with the profiling technique for serial killers. They come up with the term serial killers and what they had in common and and how they were able to find the similarities between them, what to predict or what kind of background someone might have that would do that. And uh, it's really good, very good. And um, I enjoyed the first season, couldn't wait for the second season. When it came out, I gobbled it up. Um, and uh, what's his name? Harriman? Damon Harriman? Is that his name? From yeah, Justified yeah. that played... He played Charles Manson at once upon a time in Hollywood. And he also played Charles Manson in this. He just shows up for in like episode five just for a scene. But he just... He becomes Charles Manson in this show. It's uncanny. The makeup and stuff they did on him. And really kind of... You know, exposed him for being more of a showman than a uh, super threat. Um, but it was it was great. Another great season of that show. If you have any interest in that, um, just their retelling of how they came up with this process and the acting is incredible. Uh, you know, everybody's great in it, and the and how even with those techniques, it doesn't always work out the way you think it would or it's not a sure thing every time so hopefully they don't make us wait that long for season three because they're they're actually planning on it to be several seasons hmm i watched uh and i was hoping you got to this but uh season three of glow i did watch season three of glow i did okay. not like season two of glow okay what about season three though i was better than season two i yes. thought it was better i liked too. it yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it um this season, season three, the ladies go to Vegas. Yes, yeah, it's the wrestling ladies. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous glow. ladies of wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Justin, have you seen any of Glow yet? Did any of them sleep on your couch? I've I, I've gotten through the first two. Uh, I actually forgot that the third one was on because, like, like you know, we've said previously, there's all this hype for it, and if you kind of aren't paying attention the week that it drops, yeah, you kind of miss it. So, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm, I'm going to finish it as soon as I get through Dark Crystal. Okay, um, so basically the storyline is they go to Vegas. They're um, season two. They left off with an offer. They go to Vegas to be not on TV anymore, but they're doing a a Vegas show, a Vegas show, but wrestling in in this hotel. Um, what I liked is like I got a little sick of some of the wrestling last year. Yeah, like this, it was it was boring as heck i was not interested in it at all and then this year they like didn't even touch really on the wrestling yeah, for it takes several a episodes backseat yeah, it was all about their personal stories which was far more interesting and then they eventually when they did get to the wrestling it was presented in a much <laughs> more interesting and entertaining. entertaining yeah they came up with new ideas for the shows it would change the shows up every because they were doing and, the same wrestling show yeah. every night the same match the same moves just i mean step by step 
Yeah. It never changed. And that's what I felt like watching it. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is boring me. And that, and then now they had all these new stories they were doing. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Debbie misses her son. Sam's daughter writes a screenplay. Got a great cameo by Rich Summer. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the podcast. Where he makes a Michigan J Frog reference. reference that I really liked. Come on. Yeah. We get, we get into Ruth's love life a little bit more. Um, season two, Bash has gotten married right yes. yeah to one of the one of the girls um the producer well, don't, don't spoil everything yeah i'm not, not yeah. and then um there's a storyline with sheila the she-wolf yeah um, we yeah. get into her a little bit but yeah i thought i thought the writing was a lot better i thought the acting was really good each episode the way it ended i was impressed with the cliffhanger endings like mm-hmm. i was like wow you actually make me want to watch the next episode immediately and they didn't have never done that before right yeah so. i i really enjoyed it it kept i uh kept me interested and then i thought um kevin cahoon is the name of the guy that plays bobby barnes the drag queen has the oh, drag yeah, show yeah. um i thought that was interesting and mm-hmm. i love gina davis Yep, she, was G- she was really good in that. Yep. I thought it was a good part for her. I hadn't seen Gina Davis in anything for a while. So she plays the, you know, the old, older uh, former showgirl. She's married to, I think, I guess she married the hotel owner. Is that correct? That sounds or, right. Uh, something like that. Um, but she plays Sandy Devereaux St. Clair. What a name. <laughs> so. Amazing. But yeah, it was really good. So it was good. I, it's nice, short, half hour to forty minute episodes, which saves it. If they were hour episodes, I would have never even watched it. Yeah, yeah. So eight, I think eight episodes. It was a good, yeah, eight or it was a good no, number. It was ten maybe, but it was short episodes. It didn't so. feel like a lot of filler. Yeah, it was good. Mark Maron's good. You know, I forget her name. What's the main girl besides Betty Gilpin? Oh, besides Betty Gilpin um, from Community, Allison Brie. Yeah, yeah, she was good. There. Much better season. So if you liked Glow in the first season and maybe lost your taste for it in the second one like I did, the third season is back at true form. Well, speaking of that girl from Community, oh. one of the last things I watched on Netflix before I cut the cord, mm-hmm. if there's a Netflix cord. Sure. Yeah, I was like, well. Love. Okay. So there's this guy that I like. <laughs> How old are you? Do I seem like I'm 12 years old right now? You're like a 40-year-old, 12-year-old. You're a man. You're like a man. Watch this. She seems complex. You guys like a couple? We're a couple of something. Yeah. That is the least sexy thing I've ever heard. I told Gus that I didn't want to date for a year, and then we had sex in my car. You're a sex addict, right? Is that bad? feel very mummish right now giving you advice from my bed like this. Stop having sex. That's how you're talking to. Oh, that was um Sarah. We actually used to go out. I picked up on that vibe. There was no vibe. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a picture of you guys together for the first time and being like, wow, she's really pretty. I kind of hate her. <laughs> you guys, you told me it was good, but you didn't tell me it was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I try yeah. to tell people to watch it uh, in my life, my normal life. I'm like, hey, like, what do I watch next on Netflix? Uh, the first thing you should watch is love. Yeah. And if you tuned into our part two of our TV extreme TV theme song bracket and the very, very end, you heard some audio from this show where the main character's band creates songs for movies that don't have theme songs. 
Like Footloose. Right, like Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only song no, yeah, This is the theme song. All right, so this is produced by Judd Apatow and Leslie Arfin, who has worked on Girls from HBO and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and she is married to Paul Rust, who is the third producer and star of this. Uh, so he is the male lead Gus Crickshank, <laughs> and Jillian Jacobs from Community plays Mickey Dobbs, the love interest yeah the so, adorable love interest this is a modern romance it's it's raunchy at times it's sweet at times it's hilarious it's touching and moving but i was floored by the talent in this show even just the the, the small parts of it are played by comedians <laughs> and actors I just feel like you're blatantly building up to the rich summer. <laughs> no, that's my final. He's the last one on the list. But I, I, am a comedy fan. I like stand-up comedy. I, I, I like the process of it. I like learning about how comedians think and act and talk. So, if you've watched the Judd Apatow movie, you realize he casts kind of the same people around, and the same. And I was IMDBing the entire cast of the show. I scrolled down seven hundred names on IMDb to everyone who was on this show, and they all were either from the Upright Citizens Brigade, you know, Second City Comedy Troupe, Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Like they all have these connections with each other, and it was just fascinating to me learning. Oh, they're probably friends with this person, right. which is how they get this job. So. The cast, uh, lesser known, Claudia O'Doherty played Birdie, the yeah, roommate who yeah. I fell in love with immediately. Yeah, great. Uh, Mike Mitchell was Randy. He's great. You <laughs> uh, might he was on Parks and Rec, and there was a comedy, uh, Bob Odenkirk uh, comedy troupe, The Birthday Boys, was on IFC for a little he while. He plays oblivious so well. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the bad boyfriend who's not. He's, he's trying his best, but he's just not a good boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, Chris Watoski played Chris. Uh, he was in Lady was a Bird stretch, but he and a couple it. few couple uh, smaller Chris. movies. Uh, he just a wannabe stuntman. And Jordan Rock, who is Chris Rock's brother, played Kevin, the craft services guy. I don't know that I knew that. I didn't he was, either. Yeah, he's Chris Rock's Chris younger Rock's brother. brother. Yeah. Because there were a few lines he was, I was like, he's kind of delivering that the way Chris Rock would. I'm like, oh wait, his name is Rock. Right. But I adored the scene. Like in the third episode or whatever, he comes up to the craft services table and he's talking about his love life, and they're talk they're they're taking apart a script and it's like, yeah, we got again, we got the black best friend giving the guy love advice. Yeah. We got to cut that out. Everybody <laughs> hates that in movies. And then it's him talking to the black yeah. best friend. It's like you should give me some advice on my love life. <laughs> but yeah, we had David Spade, Andy Dick, Daniel Stern played her dad, Ed Bagley Jr., Vanessa Bayer from SNL. Played his ex-girlfriend Sarah, which Vanessa Bayer kind of rubbed me the wrong way on Saturday Night Live. I didn't always like yeah, her. She, I, sometimes. But this good. performance of her kind of like she was, they were at a wedding and she was getting tipsy and there's this weird history between them. That, yeah. It was a phenomenal performance. Uh, Melania Weintraub uh, from the This Is Us. Mm-hmm. She got famous on those AT&T commercials and will eventually oh, yeah. be Squirrel Girl at some point. Yeah, uh, she was cute. she was his ex, Natalie, from the very first couple episodes. Randall Park, fresh off the boat. Uh, Iris Apatow, Judd's daughter. She Car- was very good, too. Yeah. I liked her yeah, a lot. Yeah, I thought, uh, nepotism. I liked her. But, yeah. Carrie Kenny from The State and Reno 911. Brett Gelman from Stranger Things. He's a stand-up comedian. Steve Banos and Dave Gruber-Allen were both on Freaks and Geeks. 
which was created by Apatow. Uh, Kyle Kinane was Mickey's first boyfriend. He's like his mom came yeah. and picked him up. Yeah. Again. He is one of my favorite working comedians right now. He is hilarious. Uh, Charlene Yee was in Knocked Up and Paper Heart. Eddie Pepitone. Tracy Thomas from Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, Chris Redd and Horatio Sands were both on Saturday Night Live. Paula Pell was a Saturday Night Live writer and was on AP Bio. Bobby Lee and Will Sasso from Mad TV. John Ennis and Jay Johnston from Mr. Show with Bob and David. But Ian Roberts and Matt Besser from Upright Citizens Brigade. Rory Scovel is a comedian. He was in uh, I Feel Pretty. Uh, Joe Mandy, the producer, uh, was on Parks and Rec and The Good Place. Uh, Robin Tunney from The Craft and Empire Records. Come on. Come, come on. Come on. on. Amick. Alice Cooper herself was in it. And, of course, last but not least, Rich Sommer, the best, <laughs> the best bit actor you can get for the money. <laughs> If Literally everyone, everyone on this show is an amazing comedian. If, I love if you it. guys ever want to know we how much, if Jordan him. really likes something, he reads every actor that and has say, a, come bit, on. a bit part and says, come, come on. on. Come on. But it's just, I'm saying it's the world. Like you can, you can see the veins, the comedy veins right. running through. Yeah, all like, these people. Yeah, these people have yeah. worked with this guy before. These people have all been and on And what show. they got as a result of that was a magical, perfect three-season show. Yeah. It came. It didn't try to wear out its welcome. It, it ran three yeah. seasons. Had a great every end, episode. ending. Every episode was great. I, I'm. It's one. It's one of my favorite shows. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm trying to give it some time, and then I want to watch it again. Yeah, I've went back and I, I've actually went back and watched individual episodes. Just well, like I've went back and searched for the they're playing their songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's one of those series that I was really surprised it it didn't have a bigger following than like you didn't hear about it the way you know Stranger I Things or whatever. Have, I think the titles really messed them up. There was a movie on Netflix that came out at the same time called Love. Yeah, and and you can't look this up on IMDb and it even show up ever because there's too many things called love mm-hmm. whatever you know so yeah it, it was a bad title but i i just thought it was so smart in the way it was written and so modern that okay he's the nerdy awkward guy she's the alcoholic you know, party girl as well he has to fix her it's like well no they're both broken people i love that and they're both like he screws up big time. Yeah. And so does she. And they have to forgive each other and work through it and find out, you know, it's not just, I think, I remember you using the term kicking beyond his coverage. Yeah. Because, you know, Gus yeah. is just kind of a typical guy. But he, you, you, that you discover why she would like him because he does have these qualities, but he's also infuriating at times. Mm-hmm. And she flies off the handle at things you shouldn't, she thinks she should get upset at. But then you also get where she's coming from. And it's just, it's so. The word mature, I don't mean it as you know R-rated, but it's just it's very mature relationship right. drama. There's some real growth between that between them and that relationship. Like I mean, over the three seasons, it, it's very gradual and it takes turns and 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 dips and and it, but it it's yeah, a wonderful it's a wonderful ride. Real. It has depth. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Like, oh, and you forgot one person in the cast. Wow. I don't think I did. How is that possible? He, he didn't name Grandpa the cat. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't checked out Love, that should be at yeah. the top of your list. Yeah, unless you think it's too mature, one of my, the thing I laughed the hardest at was after one of their first dates, 
they've been hanging around the apartment all night and she says goodbye and it's very sweet it's like okay well we'll see you later and he shuts the door and immediately lets out a 30 second fart because <laughs> that like you know early on in the relationship everyone's yeah. on their best behavior so. it's that kind of insight into yeah. the male female dynamic great wow. stuff um, real quick, I also watched uh, on Netflix, but uh, a special called Colin Quinn, Red State, Blue State. Anybody see this? No, I feel like I remember coming out a few months ago, but yeah, I've not seen it. It came out in May. Um, it was a CNN original special presentation um, based on his off-Broadway show. I didn't know Col- Colin Quinn was doing off-Broadway shows, um, but they made it into a one-hour special special and it's just about the hypocrisies of both sides on the political spectrum he does a really good job of sticking in the middle of it um and not taking a side he it's he's funny it's truthful and then uh there's a good bit at the end where he kind of he goes through all 50 states and kind of mocks each each state so that it was pretty good it's worth an hour of your time well speaking of comedy specials i did watch yesterday the uh new Chappelle uh stand up because yeah. you, d- you didn't like the last one or the last oh, i liked of- i've liked them all i just okay. uh, you know i there's things i don't like about it or whatever but it, it it's called sticks and stones i think this is he's yeah got, i don't know what his contract is for how many he's supposed to do but he's he had dropped they dropped two at once mm-hmm. and I was thinking maybe there was one before that, maybe not. But anyway, I mean, he's definitely somebody that can come up with a lot of material. But it was a little repeat of last time. It felt like he took a lot of the criticism. I don't, I don't mind it. Like I don't, I don't mind sometimes him people going there. You know, making anything can be made fun of and things. I don't care about that. It is kind of annoying when they somebody takes offense to when the comedian is so mad at everyone else being offended that they lay it on even thicker or whatever i felt like it was some of that he was just like oh you don't like this well i'm gonna really lean into it it was still funny and i mean i i recommend it actually it's he's always good i saw him back when he was skinny so i'm in columbus <laughs> and uh he's funny every time so if you haven't seen it check it out yeah i did i saw that and i almost hit the button on it but i decided instead um whitney cummings has a new netflix special so i watched that instead of dave Chappelle because she's been in the news here lately she had a big thing on twitter where or instagram or social media of some sort where she accidentally posted a picture of like exposing herself and quickly took it down Uh but of course somebody grabbed it and then tried to like blackmail her over this photo and for like i don't know it was like twenty five thousand dollars or something i don't know but then she was like well you're not you know i'm i'm not gonna let you have extort me and have the power in this situation so then she reposted the picture for everyone to see and said hey this is what happened i'm not i'm not embarrassed i'm not gonna be blackmailed over this photo and we've been looking for patreon content guys <laughs> okay I, I have a, that reminds me of something like you know accidentally posting something or doing, doing whatever i've got a quick would you rather for you because this happened to two girls i work with 
last week. One of them uh, got lunch at the cafeteria and was eating a wrap with uh, like chicken tenders in it, and they were raw. Like she got yeah. almost all the way oh. through the sandwich and then realized the it was almost completely raw chicken, and so that's what your one choice. <laughs> the other one uh, was looking at old comments on Facebook with somebody she wasn't friends with anymore and liked an, a comment from eight years ago with someone she's not really <laughs> friends with at all anymore and couldn't figure out how to take it back. And it, obviously that person was immediately notified and it was not a great comment. It was like, I really like that I said this eight years ago to you. So, and they both decided they would rather eat the rest of that raw chicken sandwich than have done that. Wow. <laughs> I'm curious what a guy's perspective is on that. Yeah, I'm not uh, eating a raw chicken sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I I would not want to. Uh, I don't like to put anything on Facebook now. You know, let alone go like something like that from way back. But I don't know if I want to eat raw chicken either. So yeah, I sent you guys a thumbs down the other night. Just my hand slipped. I know. And I was like, boo. I don't know what we were talking about. But I was like, boo on this. I was like, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> So I think I could play dumb and be like, oops, I'm bad at technology and get away with it. I mean, that's... There yeah. was no way for her yeah. to... I mean, she would have had... She had to go in and find this comment <laughs> mm-hmm. and then accidentally like it. It was so great. It was so great. I was eating it up. I thought this was hilarious. I was like, you guys are both dumb. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Does that... Did we do streaming? Let's let's move on to TV. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what's this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Hmm. I just realized I never named the uh, Whitney Cummings special. It's oh. called Can I Touch It? Oh. So it was pretty good. My wife enjoyed it too. So check that out. Go ahead. Stream or TV. What are we doing? TV. I had said I was watching Succession. You said your wife was watching Succession. Yes. It's a show on HBO. It's in its second season. There's uh, about four episodes out now. It's about a ultra rich family. Uh, that owns a media global media company and they're just dysfunctional the patriarch is played by brian cox um and there's it's got all these kids just vying for his uh love and attention they want power in the company he's kind of a they say that's not based on it's very like the murdoch family it's almost like they own fox type thing but it's really good good just the interactions with all the people one one of the kids is played by well they're not kids these are grown you know yeah people they're, in their, they're people adults, in their 30s adult and, children yeah people in the 30s and 40s yeah. and uh, uh kieran calkin plays one of the kids and he is so good in this show like definitely if you uh like those hbo you know prestige shows this is another one that's uh, people missed out on the first season a lot of people are talking about now and it, it's really good 
very uncomfortable show the way they interact yeah, with each other, but I like it. Yeah, my wife likes it. It's it's not for me. And like she has this really she doesn't have a lot of time, so she'll watch a show for like two or three months straight. But because she'll start it up when she goes to bed, watch ten minutes, fall asleep. So you have to keep watching the same thing. I come in yeah. Then I end up watching most of it. And then the next day she's watching the same thing over again. I'm like, wait a minute. You've already watched this. Oh no, I haven't. And I'm like, yeah, I sat here and like we watched this. And she's like, oh, I fell asleep. So she'll watch the same episode four times before she gets through it. It takes forever. (laughs) And like, especially if it's not a show I enjoy, it's just like, oh my gosh, please end me now. Um, Also on HBO, a couple things. Did we ever talk about Euphoria? No, we did not. We did not. That was a pretty big hit too on HBO. And I did enjoy that. And you want to talk about adult and graphic and mature themes. That's the it's, show. Well, it's a bunch about a bunch of high school kids and them dealing with sex, drugs, and violence and yeah. things that you know. Zendaya, how realistic it is. It's more right. Like, it's very. It's height- extreme. Yeah, it's extreme yeah. and heightened. And yeah, Zendaya's in it or Daya, whatever her name is. And yeah, Zendaya. She's fine in it. She's fine. But many of the other people are very are mm-hmm. better. Like yeah, I really better. enjoyed a lot of them. It's like. Riverdale on crack. <laughs> like, it's like very hardcore Riverdale. Yeah, it's like extreme crazy things happening. But it's also has a very... Um, it's interesting. Touching and dramatic yeah. side you feel for these characters and the situations they're put in. And even ones that some of them that are played as villains early on don't feel that way the further you get into the series, get to know and yeah. see the way. Sometimes. You know? Yeah. Like, I felt the the dad mm-hmm. you know kind of went back and forth that right. dad was like evil feeling at the beginning but then you saw well really what's yeah is he so evil and then well maybe he is you know it's all over the place but the it really peaks i think in episode four uh where they're at a carnival mm-hmm. if, you, if you watch that far if you can stomach the yeah, yeah the uh you. ultra extremism <laughs> of the show you know but if you can stomach that and you like it and it has an incredible soundtrack by the way um if you get to that episode, it's like I was like, wow! I could tell twenty minutes into that episode, I was like, I'm watching something special here. Yeah. This this is going to be a talked about episode. And I looked up, you know, it was that was the standout episode of the season, uh, highly rated episode, and ended up I was very happy with the whole first season we got. Yeah, and there's going to be definitely a season two. Coming, yeah, so. I'm. Oh, what well, I got? I have to look up that one person's name. Um, I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> Justin, ready. you have HBO, don't you? I do. Um, I am really far behind on a whole lot of stuff that I keep meaning to watch. So Yeah, it, it's tough to... Um, I don't know how people did it before we didn't have things on demand. Because I'm... Yeah. Especially with HBO, that's... I got to watch stuff at my leisure and when I actually have time to do it. So, yeah. Hunter Schaefer is an actress... Um, that did a really great job. She was, was Jules, the blonde yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Very great job. And Barb, uh, I guess Cat Hernandez is the other girl who played Barbie. She was great too. So it's just a it was a quality show that I almost didn't watch. So yeah. I'm glad you had mentioned it. You wanted to talk about it. So I was like, oh, watch this. I watched it all in one day. All, all, <laughs> yeah. All, I was off on vacation. I was like, I'm watching this, and I do not regret it yeah carly go to your room 
Yeah, that's what what's immediately what I messaged you. I was like, don't watch that. Um, is, have you guys watched any... Seth, I know you watched the first episode of The Righteous Gemstones, also on HBO. Yeah, that's the new... John Goodman, uh, Danny McBride, his latest HBO series. Whatever that other kid's name is. Um, Adam Devine. Yeah. Yeah. It's... They're like... They're evangelists. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I've watched, I think, three episodes. I've only watched the first episode. It was an hour long, yeah, which is too long for a show like that. I, wa- I watched it because it also has a... Gosh, why are you asking me these names? <laughs> I didn't. From Justified <laughs> and Vice Principals, Walton Goggins. Yeah. It, you know, he and McBride were in Vice Principals, and it was... I really enjoyed that, but they were half-hour episodes, and that's... Mm-hmm. This should this needs more of that tightness. Yeah, it, it's too much. They got it was like they had too much creative control to do whatever they right. wanted. And they drug things out that didn't need to be like that. Was, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I want to see where it goes because in the, and there's some you know, it's got some funny parts to it, but a lot of it I get it's infuriating too. Like yeah, you said that what was infuriating? Yeah, about? just the whole and I knew that's what it was going to be. The whole concept of you know we're in it for money and we're going to run out these small run over these small churches and come into your town and take over and i like their trinity of airplanes <laughs> the three private airplanes the father the father, son. son the holy spirit yeah yeah so the so kids I, he named yeah john Goodman named his kids abraham pontius and gideon <laughs> <laughs> pontius get up <laughs> it was so good yeah so um yeah they're evangelists uh of course john goodman plays the patriarch of the family he's the one that started it all with his wife who is now passed on in their family um they're continuing their you know they have one of those mega churches and uh, they all live in, on a compound. The three kids with him. They all each have their own mansion on this comp on in this compound. And and the weirdo like I like the weirdos like follower characters. You know, like Adam Devine. He has that one friend who he's got like a satanic um, tattoo on they his chest. Be a he, yeah, yeah. Now he's saved. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, TV, the other thing I'm watching now, I'm getting sucked into Beverly Hills 90210. What was that again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, uh, I watched the first two episodes of that. I haven't watched any more yet. Yeah. You're really digging that. I, oh, it's like a guilty pleasure. Like, I know it's horrible and bad, but I can't, okay. I can't I want stop it to watching. Be, I feel like it needs to make up its mind. Is it, go, it needs to be worse, is my vote. <laughs> It's too. It's too in the middle. It's trying mm-hmm. to be something where they're actually dealing with issues and things, and I think they need to just go over to the dark side. Go full Riverdale. Go, go full Riverdale. Yeah. That was my thinking that it would it would be interesting if the quote unquote real lives were like crazier than what was on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just go full in. Yeah. Soap opera, Absolutely. love triangle. They're kind know. of hinting at that, but they're not yeah. doing it. Yeah. They're not going full bore with it. You're right. That's exactly what it needs. And because they're playing themselves, they need to go mm-hmm. and they're doing, they're having these problems. There's they're all evil twins. Yeah. And- it's, <laughs> it, that's what I mean. It needs to go all the way, yeah. all the way. Like, you didn't know this whole time, yeah. Like yeah. you said, twins. Like one of those characters was played by two di- by brothers, or I mean, two sisters or something. We didn't know this. There's whole time. a Zach and a Cody. Yeah, exactly. That would be. 
That's an idea. Well, yeah. so brainstorm. We sat here long enough. We'll figure it out. We can solve it all. We finished Yellowstone, Jordan. Season two was it only? Yes, season two? Paramount Network. Oh my, that's the craziest show on TV. They went full Riverdale. I've been calling it Yellowdale. Yellowdale. <laughs> First season, Bear Attack. Yes. Second correct. season, Guys in Black Masks. Yes. I don't know. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Who else is in it? <laughs> the, uh, it was ridiculous. There's not really much to get into other than it's just insane, crazy all the time. And, and uh, I'm glad it's over, but can't wait for it to come back. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think they've left a lot of story hanging. They must assume it's, you know, on strong footing enough that they're getting it. There There's season. a story. Because I didn't well, know that plot. because nothing there's makes no story, but there's lots nothing of makes any sense. Yeah. They just go from one thing yeah. to the other with no explanation. And kind of wasted Neil McDonough this year. Oh yeah, playing every character he's ever. Played. I don't still don't know why. I kept waiting for a payoff. Why they went over and talked under the tree. I, every, every scene in that front yard, they're under the tree. <laughs> I know. And I love it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but what is there a microphone over there? How do you run a microphone to a tree? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of not making any sense for any particular reason, is anybody still watching Fear the Walking Dead? Nope. No. Nope. That show has gotten just bizarre. Is I it currently the, on right now? It is currently on right now. The, the there's there's supposed to be an episode tomorrow night or Sunday night. Um, I heard it, Dwight was on it this season. Dwight has shown up. They brought back Ruben blades what uh i can't even remember his character's name it doesn't even matter um but just just as a snapshot as to how bad this season has gotten and how insane the plot has got the somehow our group got split up and somebody was over some mountain somewhere and they couldn't drive out because all the roads were blocked and a nuclear plant was about to melt down <laughs> so they built a plane and flew the plane to the other place where the other people were on the CBs that never died. And I just, I, do, I don't know what's happening. They never explained why the people were in the different place, but all of a sudden now they're all, you know, plane technicians and can build a plane out of, like, MacGyver parts. It, it, and, and If it wasn't for Morgan... You know, uh, yeah. Lenny's performance is Morgan, and you know I'm I'm liking seeing Dwight. I think Dwight's a fun character. You know, he's got a lot of stuff to do, and uh, you know, God knows I'll watch anything Garrett Dillahunt does. He's I was going to say that's a, that runs in the low family. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I can't tell you what like there. I don't care about the plot. I'm I'm just watching it every week to have something to be on for 45 minutes. It it makes no sense at all that- right now. That is a show that I thought would not last one season, and they're probably on like season four or five now. Like, mm-hmm. it's got a following somehow. AMC is fully invested in this Walking Dead <laughs> stuff, and they're not reading the signs anywhere. Yeah. But they're like, "Yeah, more Walking Dead." <laughs> crazy. Yeah, mm. they're they're in season five right now. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh. You guys want to know what's been on Showtime? Yeah. yeah. What's on show, we, what's our Showtime course. We need a drop for the weekly Showtime well, you were, news. Well, we were going to make one, but you weren't going to have Showtime anymore. Yeah. What happened? I was supposed to get a year free of Showtime, and then when I tried to call and cancel it, the guy wouldn't let me. 
He's oh, like, no, it's part, it's part of your package. I'm like, well, no, it was only free a year. I don't want to be charged for it. But no, it's part of the package. <laughs> it's like, all right, man. And it's I've never been charged for it. I'm just getting... That's because it's part of the package. I'm <laughs> getting bonus showtime. But we just wrapped up The Loudest Voice. This was their big, prestigious uh, seven-episode miniseries. And it must not have been eligible for the Emmys this year. It premiered right before the nominations were announced. Because Russell Crowe would have been nominated. This was him playing Roger Ailes uh, and about the founding of Fox News. Um, it traces you know, from the early 90s to the founding to, you know, to his death you know, just a couple years ago. So it's him. I'm sure he gained a little weight, but there's a fat suit and a bald mask. And he looks wrinkly and crinkly. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's, you know amazing in this part he is a monster but he's very compelling and i'm not saying this in a partisan way you know it's the same sort of thing harvey weinstein style you know these guys get so much power and so much money and there's no one that can tell them no they have the power to control your career make or break you and they just get what they want and there's a whole machinery around them where contracts are written so that if someone sues, well, it's all wrapped up in this non-disclosure agreement and it can't be taken to court. It has to be settled out of court in a civil manner. So it's, you know, the system is in place to protect these guys. Yeah. And it's just terrifying and gross to watch. You know, uh, a new young anchor comes in named Gretchen Carlson and he's complimenting her and, you know, about her. Oh, it used to be a Miss America and just kind of, you know, patting her shoulder and just his fat hands, you know, rubbing her cheek. It's like, oh, you just, it's just uh, gives you the willies. But co-starred Naomi Watts, uh, Sienna Miller, and Seth MacFarlane actually is kind of one of the, the toadies under him who would just do whatever he says. But just... I mean, the man was a genius as far as marketing and programming and knowing exactly how to build what this became, but just from his personal life, by all accounts, this is based on a, a series of magazine articles called The, Lo- the Loudest Voice that then was turned into a book. So this guy, and he, this guy, the guy made himself a character in the show. Basically, they were like following him and threatening him that he can't release this information. So... Uh, yeah, just making everyone around him paranoid. Everything's being recorded at all times. Just, you know, just a horrifying situation. And we just had the trailer come out for The Bombshell, which is going to be basically the same story. Uh, Margot Robbie as a new hire at Fox News. Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson. And Charlize Theron as Megyn Kelly. So this is the same kind of story is going to be on the big screen. They just a little teaser of that not too long ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's dead. That's great, but uh, uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, that I mean, it's, <laughs> so it's over. You Which know, it's nice. it's it's not happening anymore. But mm. you know, just you know, all these billionaires who just have run the world for hundreds of years just need to go away. Oh, uh, I think we better wrap it up. Yeah. But I was going to say one thing. I was looking. We started for- positive and we ended. Positive. Yeah, one yeah. thing I was looking forward to by the end of the year here. Uh, right before Christmas, we're gonna get a little present on Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy is coming back. Oh yeah, so hasn't been on there this. since the eighties. Yeah, like and 30, 30 some years. Yeah, or something. like yeah. Mm-hmm. that's incredible. So uh, <laughs> everybody's looking forward to that. I mean, it may any given episode of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, could be a stinker, but 
the idea of him reprising some of those old roles, Classic. you know, old skits he did is great. I mean, if he comes out and does a hot tub or some butt wheat or something, I will be Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. That that I expect that. Yeah, like I expect oh, yeah. that. So uh, See, I'm really looking forward to that. That was and. Uh, there's a couple other people announced, but we'll talk about that some other time. But that's the big one. Yeah. Um, before we go, we want to mention maybe uh, our patron button on our website. We got a button. Yeah, we got a button. Um, yeah, so we're... Cliff spent a lot of time designing that button. Yeah. We're, we're looking to be adding some more content for that. So if you want to... We don't have a Patreon account, but we do have a patron button. Um, built into our website so or the if you listen to us on the podbean app you can hit it on there um, we just have a dollar tier on there just helps with we we do have to pay for the cost of the server and stuff every month we're you know a hundred almost 170 episodes in uh into this podcast we have i've got a couple old episodes of the so pro already loaded up there if you're a patron you can go back and and listen to some of those uh, those classic things, and and you get early access to some episodes, special episodes we do. And yeah, things, so. so we had uh, we had part two of the uh, the TV extreme TV <laughs> themed uh, bracket show. We had that up a couple weeks early for patrons, so you can uh, just for a dollar. And some can... non patrons were pretty upset by that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Some some non patrons <laughs> in the low family were were not too happy. <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, we've been brainstorming some other things. We don't expect to get something for nothing. You know, we yeah. give you hundreds of episodes free, but we don't expect you to pay <laughs> no big deal. unless we provide some content. So if you have an idea, something that would be cool, something you want from us, yeah. whether it's more early access, uh, you know, uh, bonus, you want, bonus content, you, behind the scenes stuff, you can... You know, be sleep pick, on Seth's couch. You can be picking these one jobs or anything yeah. like that. Figure, ask us questions for the yeah, you know me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. all that's that a great kind of stuff. So, yeah, so look forward to that. Um, hopefully, we'll have some have some folks sign up for that, and uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. So, all right, I buy that for a dollar. Justin, thank you once more for coming back to the bunker. I'm absolutely having a good time. Uh, glad to have you. So we'll <laughs> be back shortly. Part three of the Extreme Bracket Countdown is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, coming we'll get to it so <laughs> eventually. <laughs> stick around for that. That'll be very soon. The modern age. Modern age. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So many good ones. And there were polls up on Facebook. You could have voted. So we're going to try to do some of that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. And Free uh, for a dollar. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But, yeah, you can guarantee there there'll be some entertainment there. You won't even have to listen to it at two times speed. So, <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. My name is Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. What what is our listeners called? You know, like Marvel had. I thought know, of that. Like, there is nothing rolls off like, the tongue. Um, the Kapowers. <laughs> <laughs> the Kapowders. They're all white, <laughs> cut, dusted like that movie. <laughs>
Because I'm sure we have a very specific demographics that follow the show. I think they're named Jesse. <laughs> oh, you Jesse. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. I think we got the one. Jesse yeah, is Jesse's girl. That's, that's, that's perfect. From now on, any Kapow fans are called Jesse's. <laughs> so Thanks for it. listening, Jesse. And the Jesse's. <laughs> Jesse and the Jesse's. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, you guys were saying, oh, you know, Cliff brought up, oh, somebody on Podbean commented, oh, Seth wasn't at the podcast. Can't wait for him to meet Ron P. Trent. I guarantee that that was Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, I think we got another new comment today, but I could, I couldn't figure it out where it was at. I like, I looked all through there, but it's like, sent me an email and said, Hey, you got another comment. I was like, Oh my God, that's you. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for commenting. So it's not our fault. We can't find them or read them. But I know. There's, they turn up later. You're, you're like, Oh, there's, well, there's too many different places to get hold of us. So. Well, it's weird with the, 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 uh, Podbean app. You can only read comments on the actual app. Mm-hmm. So it's like you go back into the, the back interface or whatever, and it's nowhere. You can't access it. I've like I've been frontwards, backwards, unless I'm doing something wrong, which is highly possible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're up to what seven hundred downloads now. Woo-hoo. 